All right, it's real now. Yeah, it's all real. It's all good. It's all good. Go ahead. Ward Podcast number 78. Hey, Dylan. What's wrong with us? <laughs> what's What's the matter with us? <laughs> I don't know. It would take far too much time and money. <laughs> and medication. Paying a shrink <laughs> to get a diagnosis on that one. But Will, we're back. We're back. One week later. Yeah. Will Blanton. Feels good. Of RVA Game Jams. Be in this chair. And Heaper, heaper Real. Hyperile. Hyperile. H-Y-P-Y-R-Y-L. That's the one. Whenever I have to spell it, I have to spell it like that. The way you spelled it in your first... Y-L. In your first uh, uh, appearance. <laughs> Episode 30. Wow. Yeah. Taking it back. That's a while ago. That's a while ago. What are you guys going to do for episode 100? You mean, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do for episode 5,000? Decay. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> Her great great grandchildren. Now that'd be some shit. Some cross generational podcasting podcast. I wonder if anybody's done that yet. I don't know. I have to think. What's the oldest? Well, you have to have episode numbers because if you don't have episode numbers, you just, who knows how many tossing them into the wind. How many deep you are, but. Specifically, game podcasts. I know Giant Bombs at like four seventy five, and that's like oh. eight or nine years of podcasting. Uh, that Orange Lounge Radio, the one Sam was on that one time. Yeah, things were up to like six fifty or something. Jeez. Yeah. So it's like ten or twelve years worth of podcasts. <laughs> Joe Rogan's on like nine eleven. Because he had uh, that conspiracy dude on <laughs> for episode 9-11. That's good. I, I like that. Yeah, I don't know how long he's been doing it. That's but. well planned out. But you, you guys like- should have Alex Jones on for episode 9-11. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> this is where the real info wars are. <laughs> Boy, what a character, huh? Yeah. He is like a yelling hamburger. But you ever see him when he like backs down from yelling? He's like, I'm so mad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a good (laughs) Christian man. This is not, this is not how I was raised to be. I like when like he'll be in the middle of a tirade and then he'll like accept a caller and he'll be like, caller. And the guy will be like, uh, hello. And he's like, I'm so angry. I got nothing. I got nothing to we, follow up that bit. We should get callers on this show. We should, but we need we need an audience for that, Will. Mm. I mean, maybe you should just get like a really... Go, go to the phone company, get a number that's like one digit off from a pizza place, <laughs> and we'll just get those. 
Just the Nintendo tech support, but <laughs> one digit off. <laughs> we'll just stop everything in the podcast to take somebody's pizza order, and then we'll call Papa John's <laughs> and be like, look. <laughs> oh, man. That's a pretty good idea. I, that's, you know, that's like the, the old school version of, like, domain purchasing. Oh, true that. Because uh, Momin just recently acquired indie.house that's pretty nice i think <laughs> redirects to rvgamejams.com uh, i guess i should probably work on that <laughs> gotta work on your site man i know it's all about appearances um, your digital presence when i start working on website stuff i'm like what year is this why am i working on websites you know i feel like websites are like 1998 well i've heard that argument where it's like we're 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 in the post the post website economy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still think it's important. Having that having that dare presence. Do you have any websites you go to that aren't like social media? Uh that aren't social media? Yeah. Um all my news. Yeah. I I'm a big Vox Media guy, so Polygon Verge, Vox.com. Is Polygon part of Vox or something? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. It was because originally it was SB Nation, which is like their sports one. Mm-hmm. But SB Nation was like the founding site. So SB Nation existed. And then I guess the the founder of SB Nation or the creator, you know, whoever owned that wanted to do other news outlets. Yeah. So then the original incarnation of vox media i think was called like sb media or something like that right. and and so the first one they made was the verge and i think they acquired some of the other ones because there was the verge curbed which was like their real estate and like interior design one uh-huh. eater which is like their food website um but a lot of the talent for the verge and polygon specifically came from uh aol media so oh. joystick and Engadget. Right. So Chris Grant, editor-in-chief of Polygon, was editor-in-chief in Joystick before he left. So Chris Grant, Justin McElroy, Griffin McElroy. And, but they just, they took everyone because they took Brian Crescente when he was editor-in-chief at Kotaku. They took like Alex McWhorter. They took, I try to keep, keep abreast of that. Right. But uh, that that's my usual cycle. It's, I get to work in the morning. I'm like, all right, Polygon, Verge, Vox.com. Let me get my tech, my gaming, my politics. And that's basically it. And then I just kind of check in to those periodically throughout yeah. the day. I don't really. Sometimes I check in a Politico. Right. Sometimes I glance at Giant Bomb every once in a while. But I don't really go to Giant Bomb for like their news content. Um. Yeah. What about you? What's your? I got nothing. Web consumption? Not really. Nope. Hmm. I've gotten big in the Twitter. Yeah. So do a lot of tweeter ing i mean i'm pretty i haven't done that in a while i do like all my web stuff i do on my phone so it's just like did anybody say anything on facebook nope anybody say anything on twitter uh here's a cool gif look at this cat yeah see the cats that ring the bell have you seen that one yeah 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 just watch that with my girlfriend that one's blowing up that was a good one yeah (laughs) they ring the bell and the guy gives them some food then they ring the bell again and he's like now i'm gonna ring your bell Bing, 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 bing. I guess YouTube's the only site I visit, like, on a daily basis. Yeah. 
What's your go-to YouTube content? Uh, John Tron. <laughs> <laughs> no, recently I've been just like gorging on Dunkey. Yeah, we were talking about Dunkey in the yeah. Slack. I like uh, Dunkey. He's such a goofball. I love uh, him. Have you seen his uh, San Andreas video? I don't know. Oh, the San Andreas video is so good. Because there's that hydraulics car hydraulics mini oh, game yeah yeah yeah, and it's just going back and forth <laughs> and he's playing lowrider and he's just like backing into the crowd yeah and like half like, oh, nope <laughs> singing along to it like, <laughs> barely keeping it together i like, guess yeah. funny yeah he's super funny i haven't seen I've even like I've, i'm like i'm i'm like deep into it too so like he has like a girlfriend that has like a channel and sometimes he's on Danky. that channel i don't know her her shtick is she has like a really like anime sounding voice like it's super high pitched yeah i don't know not really yeah but uh he's really funny on her channel they play that board game where you crack the ice and keep the penguin up. yeah yeah they play that and uh that's, that's cool pretty funny it's pretty funny to watch donkey play that i'm um i feel bad in feeling this way but i'm very particular about the kind of content I consume in terms of like the personalities. Right. Like if someone has an annoying voice or something <laughs> like that, especially for like podcasts where it's like the whole premise oh, yeah, is you yeah, listening yeah. to them talk. I'm just very like, nope, not into this. Yeah. So if anyone were like to listen to this podcast and be like, nope, like can't stand the way Dylan talks. I totally understand because I feel the exact same <laughs> way about certain content creators on the internet. Right. So I can only so. Who's got the best voice? The best voice? Yeah. At all, like YouTube podcast yeah, yeah. things like that. Hmm. Hmm. I gotta go with Brad Shoemaker on Giant Bomb. Uh-huh. He's got a good, just baritone right. voice. It's good. It's it's it was a voice made for radio. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think I like Danielle Riendo. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate She's that. always like super positive and upbeat. But she runs um Idol Weekend. Like yeah. she she's, you know, she's proven. Uh just in general gaming podcasts, like one thing that's like really been bugging me recently is the trend of everyone being like, I just want like a short game, like a two hour game, and then only ever talking about Witcher 3 and now Zelda. <laughs> You know, What's something short, like the length of like a Zelda shrine. So, by the way, this one shrine I did last night. Right. They're just like, I, I you know, I just, I, I, my time is really valuable to me. I can't spend a lot of time on anything. I have 800 hours in The Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I think they're like talking about that premise, but also talking about the games to them that have broken that mold. Right. Where it's like, I want for the most part, very short experiences, but these are the games that I can, that are super long that I still want to play. Yeah. Well, I think also like people, the, they, they prefer short, short games because of their job. But when it comes to them, just relaxing out, maxing out, playing some video games outside of school. Mm-hmm. Let's shooting just, some b-ball <laughs> i mean you if like that's activated something in my brain is like is, is he doing fresh prints like i can't tell but you like kind of recessed a little bit i was yeah. like all right i'm just going crazy and then you said i just outside school and i'm like wait hold on what? 
Um, yeah, well, I was feeling the exact same way before you uh, came over about Zelda, because I don't know how. I don't think there's a clock anywhere in there that tells you how long you've been playing. Right. I know there's a system one on the Switch that will tell yeah. you, but uh, I guess I've probably like 20, maybe 30 hours in. Let's say I have unlocked like a quarter of the shrines, maybe a little bit less, and there's like 120. Uh-huh. Uh. And I'm, <laughs> I just started on the first dungeon, quote unquote. I'm which on the, one? The air dungeon where you're on the giant bird, which sucks because it's freezing cold up there. So I have to both wear warm clothing, like the, the doublet, but also constantly be eating food with cold resistance. Right. So I'm like down to my last two cold resistance enabling foods. So I have to <laughs> teleport out go cook a bunch more well no first i have to find like spicy peppers or something yeah and then cook a bunch more but there's like six terminals or so there i think you get before you fight the boss and i've done two or three i've unlocked two or three of them can you like warp to the terminals or something you can warp back to the bird once you've um opened it so how it starts is that you talk to the bird people, the Rico, is that what they're called? I have no Something idea. like that. Wherever the bird people are. And they've like sent their best warrior to go tackle the the divine beast, whatever the name of the divine beast is. And so he flies you up there. And then there's like an aerial combat kind of minigame thing where uh-huh. you're using your paraglider and then also shooting bomb arrows at four cannons that are placed around the perimeter of it. And once right. you destroyed those cannons, this basically giant blast shield goes down and then you can actually land on the bird huh. and then there are four i mean there are six puzzles that are gated i mean there's six terminals gated through puzzles and you have to kind of find your way around it and it's very and it, and it takes a while because it's 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 a relatively small space but it's tiered right and it's not linear at all so it's a lot of you at the beginning running around to every surface you can find be like okay i can't get over here can't get over here can't get over here where where am I supposed to go? Huh. And then you finally start figuring out the chain of, okay, I do this first, and then this unlocks the next puzzle, and et cetera, et cetera. And then there's something. And so I just got to a point after doing half of them where I'm like, all right, I'm kind of not sure what I need to do now, but I don't want to spend a bunch of time running everywhere because I'm low on cold resistance. Right. So I'm probably just going to leave, recollect myself, and then just teleport back when I'm ready. Or I just go do something else. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's fun. But before you came over, I was thinking about it because I haven't touched it in probably like five days or so. I was kind of like, I've, it's hit it's hit me at that point where I'm not looking forward to picking it up again. Or I'm like, I'm, right, I think like, of, oh, I could play some Zelda. And then I immediately go, ugh, like, <laughs> because I got to do this and I got to do that. Yeah. It's like, I'm at a part that's like frustrating that makes me not want to play more of it though yeah. once i get through that gate I, it'll probably pick back up and i'll be more interested in it because the most interesting parts of it are the exploration right and the mini dungeons the shrines and all the all the environmental puzzles like that the traditional dungeons <laughs> have a little left to be desired simply because i mean if that cold resistance thing wasn't in there right it would be so much easier to me right and i kind of understand why they do it because it's part of the open world feel that they're trying to hit, but it's also just so painful. Just like the second you run out of cold resist resistance, you 
lose like half a heart every 15 seconds huh. and you're just watching your health tick away yeah so it's it, it's 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 a difficulty gate that's not fun it's just kind of right. monotonous i feel like that's just like a weird open world element now like um temperature yeah i didn't really like it that much in no man's sky yeah yeah i saw you talking to tyler or someone about that yeah and uh yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't really a fan of it either but there's a lot of things i wasn't really a fan of in no man's sky <laughs> yeah and you know the, the people complain about the weapon durability which is a little obnoxious right but i got the master sword now which technically also has weapon durability like can you go fix it or something yeah well it recharges so once it quote unquote breaks, it says the master sword needs to recharge. And then there's a 10 minute timer until you can use the master sword again. And I think the durability de- is determined by what kind of enemies you use it on. Uh-huh. Because it's supposed to be, I think the the item text suggests it, ha- it should be used on corrupt monsters. Mm. So like the guardians and things like that. Things that are corrupted by Calamity Ganon. Right. So if you use it on like a regular moblin or wildlife and stuff, I think its durability lasts less. Right. As not as long. So yeah. So can you like throw the master sword? I think there's like a charged ball of energy you can cast. If you like I'm not sure if it's if you hold down the throw button uh-huh. or if you like hold down the attack button. Uh-huh. I'm not exactly sure. And I think it's something that only works if you have full full hearts. Because I think there's something that exists. Wasn't that in Link yeah, to the yeah. Past? Oh, I think that's been in a lot of Zelda games. Yeah. The the quest to get the Master Sword is really cool, though. Because you have to mm-hmm. go into the Lost Woods. Uh, stop me if you've heard this. Yeah. If you go into the Lost Woods and the Master Sword is embedded in a stone pedestal that you have to pull it out of. Uh-huh. But in order to pull it out, you need 13 hearts because as you hold down the button to pull it out, it drains your life. And if you have less than 13 hearts, you'll die. Huh. So that's how they gate you getting to the Master Sword. Also, right. you have to get through the Lost Woods, which is difficult because it's the traditional Lost Woods puzzle of like, oh, here's where do you go? And if you go in the fog, then it's going to reset you back to the beginning of the So you, of the you maze. kind of need to do like 40 of those shrines. Of the shrines, yeah. And I had done enough shrines, but I had dedicated most of my spirit orbs to stamina. Right. So I had a shit ton of stamina. Yeah. I only had like two or three extra hearts. So, but there's a statue, like a Faustian statue that you can go to and you can exchange your hearts for stamina or vice versa. Oh. So when I found out that was the, the point of the puzzle, I just went to the statue and then converted all my stamina to hearts got the sword went back had to convert most of my hearts back to stamina right that's kind of interesting it was interesting is there any way to get like temporary hearts yes yeah, some food gives you temporary hearts can you use those on the master sword i don't know i didn't think about that you probably oh, could maybe a quicker way yeah but the food i've seen the most hearts you can get from eating food is like three or four uh, so it's not like i could get 12 extra hearts right so, so if you were sh- uh, only a couple hearts shy you could probably do that. That's pretty neat. I have this very um, nervous tendency when consuming food in that game because 
a lot of the food that I cook now either like restores all my hearts or restores like a lot of hearts. Uh huh. And I need to be better about cooking various types of food that heal various amounts of hearts. Cause otherwise I'm just, I'm like, Oh, I'm down two hearts. I'm going right. to heal. I'm going to eat Top this. Myself off. Yeah. I'm going to eat the steak. That's like going to heal me for full recovery plus yeah. three extra hearts. So I'm trying to do better about that. Hmm. But what's good is that I could also do that in the, flying divine beast puzzle or dungeon and just if i don't have any cold resistance gear i could just have it deplete my health and just eat food that restores it back (laughs) but that's kind of burning the candle both ends because that's only gonna last you so long so is zelda all you've been playing this past week yeah i mean i haven't really been playing much um i've just been busy yeah Getting ready for Pistol Fest. (laughs) Pixel Fest. And things like that. What about you? Uh, I've been playing a lot. Oh, awesome. A lot of stuff. Tell me. So I hooked up my Raspberry Pi. Mm -hmm. Threw some emulators on there. This podcast is about to get illegal. Oh, <laughs> I got uh, your play up uh, police siren. <laughs> yeah. It's going to sound different than the ambulance siren that's at the end of the podcast. Usually, <laughs> is that an ambulance? Yeah, it's one of them ambulances. Uh, a Krakenwagen, if oh, you're German. Okay, <laughs> literally translates to sick wagon. Wait. I don't want no sick wagon taking it, me to the This wag is sick. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I've been playing Castlevania Aria of Sorrow for Game Boy Advance. Ooh. And I've... On your retro P? Yeah. I've been sort of shying away from a lot of Castlevania games because even though like Cave Story is one of my favorite games mm-hmm. of all time, mm-hmm. uh, something about Metroidvania's has always kind of turned me off. And I think it's like the idea of like always backtracking and stuff. Yeah. Um, But I'm assuming in most Castlevania games, there's little teleport things because there's some teleport things in Aria of Sorrow make it pretty easy to backtrack. That makes sense. And like the map system makes it pretty easy to see where you need to back- backtrack. And Is Cave Story a Castlevania in like the sense of the map? Level construction? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I think I think it's just roughly labeled a Metroidvania. I, I think it's it like its level selection is kind of not like one, and I wouldn't really call it a Metroidvania, but I've, I've heard a lot of people. But this is where we are. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So I don't know. I've been really enjoying that. Like um. Another thing that's kind of put me off of Castlevania games is like. The same kind of stuff that's kind of put me off the new Zelda where it just feels like the the like cons- world consistency feels off to me. Because like in Castlevania, it's like, here's Dracula, here's Frankenstein, here's, and it's just like... Here's Grim Reaper. Right, and it's just like, this is goofy. <laughs> but like, I've actually had fun just kind of like playing it. Universal Pictures, Castlevania. <laughs> right. And so like, I guess when you're in it, you don't really notice that stuff that much, so... Even though I probably have logged like eight hours of watching people play Zelda, I'm going to try and stop bad-mouthing it so much until I've actually played a decent chunk of it. Because I feel like maybe the stuff that 
bugs me so much is just like in the back of your head while you're playing. Well, we've already discovered that your uh, frustrations with the map are kind of not really there because you're looking at the undiscovered map. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're there. They're just not there entirely all the time. They're there just enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been fun. I'm probably about a third of the way done with that, according to the map screen. Uh, and then, uh, there was a guy that used to have a store in the Chesterfield town center mall and it was like a Kung Fu movie store. Like he just had Kung Fu movies Okay. and like eventually he left and I was just like, that sucks. This mall is useless now. Like, what's a mall going to do for me if, if it not doesn't have service a kung fu? my kung fu movie needs? <laughs> and so recently I found out that he had relocated to the Jefferson Davis flea market. Ooh. Yeah. And so um, I went down there and he has like games and stuff now. And I was talking to him about it. And he was like, I always wanted to have games. But like the mall was like, we already have a game store. You can't have games. I was like, that sucks. Whatever, man. Yeah. So now he's got like this thing set up there. Uh, it's really cool and the guy's really nice. So I went down there with a bunch of old Kung Fu movies that I had that I just don't watch anymore. Traded him in for an Xbox. <gasps> Xbox OG Xbox? Yeah. Oh, Xbox One. The yeah. one Xbox. The, the one and only. The 40 pound Xbox. A PC and a black yeah. box. Uh, so yeah. I finally got that, so I've been playing some Jet Set Radio Future. All right. One of my other top 10 games of all time. Some cell shading. Oh, so beautiful. Dancing on all the rollerblades. Tell you what, New Zelda could take a lesson from this. What if they made a Zelda with cell shading in it, Will? They have, twice now. And it's like, you're almost there, but my Jet Set, that takes the cake. You can't get more stylish than that. Is it... In your head canon, is it Jet Set Radio or Jet Set Grind? Uh, jet Grind Radio? Or jet, jet Grind Radio. So I, the the Japanese version is Jet Set Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wishy-washy on it. I don't really care that much. I got Jet Grind Radio for Dreamcast. But Jet Set Radio Future has always been Jet Set Radio Future. So And Jet Set Radio Future is just... Um, just a remake, basically, of Jet yeah, Set Radio, right? Sort of, yeah. It's not really like a sequel. A lot of stuff has changed. Yeah. For for those Western sensibilities. Right. It's kind of an open world. Oh. Can you climb anything? You can grind anything. Oh. <laughs> what, if, what if Link could grind? Yeah, that'd be dope. You can then shield be surf. Like Sonic. <laughs> no, oh no, mountain. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually exactly right. I was thinking that like the Sonic games never made it into the 21st century. No. Well, you know. No, they just they got stuck at uh, Sonic Adventure. Yeah, and even if even if you're not into the f- original Sonic games, like it's hard to deny that the original Sonic games encapsulated the 90s so well. And I would say that uh, Jet Set Radio Future encapsulated the the knots, the 2000s. You know what? I can see that. I know exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what game has captured the the 10s. Yeah. What are what? Are, we never decided what to call the 2000s. 
the O's, the O's, the knots, the naughties. And now we're bringing we're, it back. Now we're like the tweens. We're like, what's going on? Bringing it back to the naughties. But yeah, so like this, this, this decade we're in, like what game? I can't think of any games that like really encapsulate what it feels like. Maybe I won't know until the next decade, to be yeah. honest. Second it strikes 2020, you're going to be like, oh, Gears of War 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might be the case, though. Well, that wasn't before 2010, was it? I have no idea. I've never played a Gears of War game. I've played like half of one. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, this is actually really interesting when I think on that. Because like, when you, Sonic representing the 90s and then Jet Set Radio representing the... 20 the 20,000 <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're in the 20,000s yet. <laughs> the uh, although we haven't seen the 20,000s so maybe it will but well we just have to look to Sega, right? For their output cuz yeah. obviously it's just Sega you're games right, that, that, right. that that encapsulate <laughs> the the feelings of a decade. Yeah. All right, no. All right, new prerequisite. What Sega game <laughs> made in the 2010s best represents the 2010s sonic boom <laughs> that could be that uh, that's sad i mean that might be a signifier of how dumpy this, is, this going. is gonna be I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look up i'm gonna look up a list uh sega games what was that Val- valkyrie chronicles oh god that really sums up the 1940s for me <laughs> back on this valkyria chronicles kick I was super pissed too because I also got Gun Valkyrie for Xbox, and loading that up, that was a Sega game created with Smilebit, same as Jet Set Radio Future, and I was like, "This is gonna be dope," because I always saw that game and it was just like this thing where you boost around and shoot stuff, and I was like, "That's my kind of game. I like that." Kind of like a Crimson Dragon kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Star Fox. No, it's like you're like a person. And you're like running around, but you have like a jetpack. Do you do barrel rolls? I don't think I've unlocked that yet. Mm. But yeah, the the controls like a piece of garbage. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> like uh, I I was immediately just like I'm taking this out. This isn't worth my time. Uh, I also I also got Metal Gear Solid Two, Substance, another one of my favorite games. Oh yeah, of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's pretty much just, like, been nuts for me this week. Uh, I haven't started a MGS2 game yet, but I've been doing the VR missions. Mm-hmm. And, like, God, those are so good. It's, like, super fun to, like, abuse the bad AI. <laughs> and, like, just, like, wait for somebody to come around the corner and just, like, slip by them, like... You can just like walk around people and it's really funny. It's just a box. <laughs> yeah. Like even beyond that, like you don't have, you can just like literally walk right next to them. So they have like a cone of vision. So when they, when they're turning, turning a corner, you have like this corner to go around right. where it's just like completely unseen. And that's all displayed on the mini map, right? You yeah. Like you can see vision so you can cones. kind of just like ignore the whole screen and just watch the mini map. <laughs> just play that game. Uh, the only MGS game I've played is five. I haven't played one, two, three, or four. Um, I will say the control scheme is like way tough to get used to. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, MGS5 felt pretty modern. Yeah. MGS4 was pretty modern too, but with its I don't I don't really but TV I, commercials at the beginning of the game and oh, I 20 love minutes though. of <laughs> snakes smoking a cigarette. The TV commercials were great. It was like a really gr- interesting way to like establish the world of that game. Mhm. And like it, what's really interesting too is like the game itself feels completely different than the commercials in the same way that like real life doesn't feel like any commercial. Commercial that best represents the twenty tens. <laughs> uh, uh, you're only a call away from Jay. Oh no, that commercial. What is that? Local lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say it was going to be that cookies versus cream Oreo commercial during the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But yeah, so MGS2, so fun. But yeah, uh, MGS4, I can, like, I enjoyed it a lot, mm-hmm. but I would never recommend that to anybody that wasn't like a super fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. There seemed to be a lot of anime bullshit yeah. in that game. There's a lot of anime bullshit in all the games, to be honest. In early hours in MGS five, they've they've restrained themselves a little oh, bit. That's but kind of the worst part of MGS five. The anime bullshit, the, the lack, non, the non anime bullshit. bullshit. Cause the anime bullshit it does have is so good. Like the shadow monster people, like the shadow humanoids, they're like twitching out and yeah, yeah, they yeah. like teleport <laughs> everywhere. I remember finishing a mission and I'm trotting back on my horse and then like <laughs> yeah. at the other side of this bridge is just like a platoon of them and they're all like blah, blah, blah. I was like what uh, the fuck <laughs> I thought this was like some sort of modern military stealth action game yeah that's that's another thing that like when you're in the middle of a M- Metal Gear game middle of a M- you're just like I, I accept this <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's uh, dad was a paratrooper, mm-hmm. and so she she's much more knowledgeable about military than I am. Right. And I showed her like an early cutscene or like the first cutscene from MGS three, oh, where yeah. it's Big Boss like in the planes, and they're like, "You're going to do the first Halo jump ever." And Wendy's like, "All right, here are the eight things I already see wrong with this scene. <laughs> Let me annotate them." I'm like, "All right." Watching this cutscene is no longer going to be fun. <laughs> it already was barely fun. Skip. Yeah. Nano machines. Nano machines. Ghosts man. of presidents Ugh. in in the White House walls. It's pretty great. <laughs> the the nano machine stuff. Like, I think one of one of the things that Metal Gear has always done really bad is like retconning early games with like yeah. new stuff. But that's the one thing that five does right that I don't want to spoil. But yeah, I want I want to see it for myself. Yeah, let's see how they tie it back into. You need to at least be. You need to like watch some like YouTube summaries of the games, though. Oh, I understand them. A l- okay. For the as best as I can probably understand <laughs> them, I have seen some like explaining lore for Metal Gear Solid, but they're still just like all right, you got got. Liquid Snake and Liquid Snake and and Solid Snake are are clones of of Big Boss or Naked Snake and he is like the best known 
uh, he's the world's perfect soldier. Blah, 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 blah. Then you have Sol- Solid as Snake, and he is like the perfect clone, and he becomes a president. And then yeah. uh, Revolver Ocelot, and then uh, Liquid Snake has his arm attached to Revolver <laughs> Ocelot, becomes uh, was it Revolver? Revolver uh, Snake, li- Liquid, 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 Liquid Ocelot, Liquid Ocelot, and then brother, and then <laughs> and then their nano machines, and then the Solid Snake rapidly ages because of his cloning. Procedure and then uh, PMCs. Uh, Poor Solid Snake. He's the best. He's the best, hands down. Everybody's like, Big Boss is the coolest. No, Solid Snake, coolest dude in the world. It's very much this, do you like like near future military right. storytelling? Or do you like old school, Cold War, Vietnam era military right. stuff? And I think that's how you decide which snake you like more. That, well, okay. So if you, if you're entirely steeped in MGS lore, the whole thing comes down to how do you interpret the will of the boss who was like the, the woman? Yeah. I always thought she looked like Madonna, which was pretty neat. Um, and so what's crazy is just like everybody from that point on goes in all these crazy directions or whatever. And then solid snake doesn't know about it at all. Doesn't really care. Like, but he ends up kind of fulfilling the boss's wishes, which is for what? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, uh, military read, like sans 500 Wikipedias. Yeah. Fox, Fox trot and the fucking, and like, we haven't even gotten to the bipedal nuclear launch platforms yet. Yeah. See, I need to like revisit three to even get any kind of, from what I understood, it was just like being at war sucks. Cause sometimes the people you don't want to fight against, you got to fight against. <laughs> it's just, it's just, Sucks, man. Yeah, that's why I think my favorite Metal Gear is Metal Gear Rising because it just doesn't right. give a fuck. Yeah. It's like fuck it. We're gonna go super silly, <laughs> super anime. Give it to Platinum. They know what they're oh doing. Oh my god, well, that game was excellent. They sometimes know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a pretty video gamey week for me. Yeah. So MGS two. Um, I already blanked out on the other ones you played. JSRF. Yeah. And uh, C A O S. Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. In which you play like a Japanese high school student who like blacks out and wakes up in the castle of Dracula. I'm I'm sorry. Is this this not a plot of Persona? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like when I started it, I started it, I was like, all right, I'm going to get into this one. And so I was like reading it. And the more I got into it, I was like, all right, I'm going to skip every text. (laughs) It's like the hammer of Dracula's castle, like appears because there's an eclipse and it's been hiding oh, on the gosh. moon it's another mgs um, game <laughs> i feel like it'd be the same way all of konami's output it's like uh, Mel- uh, uh, like what i saw uh, 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 all right all right dracula frankenstein alucard i will say it's like really interesting i was trying to explain to somebody like how metal gear solid 2 should have come out like last year Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, it didn't need to be hotter graphics, better controllers, whatever. But, like, when it came out, people played it, and it was, like, you play a, you play, the first mission is, like, you're a whistleblower who's part of, like, this philanthropist organization that everybody considers to be a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. And, like, the army is filming you, and 
like the media portrays you as a terrorist, even though you're trying to whistleblow about Metal Gears. And then the next part of the game is like this whole thing about how like there's this AI that's collecting everyone's data and like recontextualizing it. Very prescient. Yeah. And so it's like when it came out, people are like, what is this shit? And if it were to come out like last year, people would be like, wow, this game really understands the world. Kojima, you are man wiser than beyond your years. Yeah. We'll probably, it'll, it'll be like 2078 before we like figure out what he was getting at in Metal Gear Solid 5. Can't, can't wait to see what Death Stranding is going <laughs> to teach us about the world. Yeah. Just don't paint your eyes. This weird oil seeping from Maz Mickelson's <laughs> eyes, and and Del Toro's there for some reason. He has a really weird visual library. Kojima, I couldn't tell. You, I mean, I I don't know much about him. Like where he takes his inspirations from. Mm. Well, they talk about MGS's super from uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, but I think it's if have you ever seen The Rock? Yes, I, I love The like Rock. That's like Metal Gear Solid. You should play Metal Gear Solid and think like this is the rock and you'll love it. But the problem is I think see okay, there's gonna be a really weird <laughs> statement I'm about to say. I think Metal Gear Solid tries to be smarter than the rock, but ends up not being smarter you, than you, the I rock. I think you're probably right. It's like, oh, we have all this like political espionage, like all these like uh geopolitical ideas that we're talking about, whereas the rock's just like we're just gonna give Ed Harris some bombs yeah. and put them in Alcatraz because would Alcatraz be a cool setting for an action movie? You know, uh, Harry Gregson Williams, the guy that did the music for Metal Gear Solid, did some of the music in The Rock. Really? Yeah. Do you know Dr. Cox from Scrubs is in The Rock? <laughs> yeah. He's like one of the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I think he's one of the Navy SEALs that's in... Oh, no, no, he is yeah. one of the bad guys. He's one of, he's one of Ed Harris's dudes. And then... Uh, shit. The main dude from Terminator, the guy who plays yeah, yeah, Reese, yeah, yeah. is one of the Navy SEALs. Michael in the Bain. Room. Yeah. yeah. Rock's, Rock's not a right movie. It's a great film. In my, in my youth, <laughs> <laughs> I realize that my love for that movie comes from the age that I watched it. Yeah. If I were to watch it now, I probably wouldn't like it. I love it. I, I, I watched it literally like two times in the past year. <laughs> time for another rock showing i know well i felt that way about like um scrooged the bill murray movie i really like scrooged and i rewatched it like last christmas i was like "Eh, eh." i feel like most people feel that way about elf i can see that i've never seen elf not a big fan yeah it's like my girlfriend's favorite christmas movie and her family's favorite christmas movie oh god ended up watching it like three or four times last christmas i'm done i'm done with elf i don't have to watch it anymore yeah, my family watches National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation every uh-huh. year, and I just got so fed up with it, and then this year I just sat down, and it was playing, and I was watching, and I was like, eh, eh, it's a funny movie. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> where's where's the early 20s cynicism? <laughs> the anti-parent cynicism, it's melted <laughs> away. It's gone. Hmm. What? The where? Rock. I, I I might like I want to watch it right now. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff in that. Like the, are you gonna do a riff tracks of The Rock? It would just be me being like, "That was awesome." The the car chase is really cool. <laughs> Fuck. 
because like the they, cuts in the car chase are so bad yeah so stupid. that's what i mean like when they cut to the interior and it's just like lights flashing on their face and they're like Aah. i love it and then lamborghini like slams into a, a water hydrant and then just explodes yeah for no reason and then like he gets out of the car and the camera does that michael bay long pan yeah. around him <laughs> yeah. Woo, woo! Get that and michael they, bay going on and he says some bad pun at the end of it <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good Lamborghini. Traffic was bad today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Underwater uh, ingress into the island base. 100% Metal Gear. Sean Connery having memorized the the pattern of the spurts of fire I know. in the facility. And then he rolls into it. Which first off, what? Why is there fire just like randomly shooting out? This, is a, this is a video game level. Yeah, that's what it is. There's like a level like that in Metal Gear Solid, sort of. Eh, so dumb. <laughs> no, it's like that scene in MGS4 when he's crawling through like the nuclear sub and it like <sighs> sears part of his God, face. That's so good. Hit A like a million times. You, did Did you play the that level? No. Oh. I saw a cutscene for that. Did you see the old man fight? Oh yeah. God, that's so they're good. Just smacking the shit out of each other. Like every Woo. time their legs hit, just <laughs> push, push. man, what a what a great. Yeah, if you you got to be a fan of that kind of thing, brother. <laughs> oh man. Did so a cool thing in that scene when they're fighting each other. Did you see like the the hp meters oh yeah they change through the the different game you yeah. right yeah and they play like cycles through yeah the yeah. music yeah then they do the fucking music credits like it's a music video in the corner <laughs> yeah and does he he has flashbacks to like metal gear nes metal gear yeah at points and then it just shows an overlay of gameplay footage of metal gear yeah and like yeah and metal gear solid isn't there like a, a scene where he like has a flashback to Metal Gear Solid and you play Yeah, Metal like Gear the Solid? first few minutes of it. That's silly. That's so good. That's <laughs> That's interesting. Like that's Kojima's like the master of like weird meta commentary. Yeah. I remember postmodernism. I remember listening to the, the Giant Bomb game of the year discussion for that year and they were talking about how like that game there are very few games that kind of respect their lineage. Right. Or like are a tribute to the medium itself. Yeah. So the games I would put in that category would probably be MGS4 and then like Super Smash Brothers. Right. Most specifically the Wii U Super Smash Brothers because it goes so far beyond Nintendo's library. It's like, all right, we have Pac-Man or yeah. we have Pong in here. We have or all of these. Or Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh. I would like to see more of that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of breaking the fourth wall in a nice, respectful Tribute way. It's very cool. interesting. In two, he breaks the fourth wall in very disrespectful ways. Oh, really? Yeah. Like everything that was wrong with Metal Gear Solid 1, he like doubles up on in Metal Gear Solid You're 2. All in, baby. Just to be like, look, how you like me now? Interesting. Been playing anything else? Uh, Not really. No more. Uh, oh, Cat Mario Rat. Run. Super Mario Run? Came out on Android. That's true. You like it? It's all right. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's kind of infuriating when you're going for the coins. Oh, yeah. 
remind me. Don't remind me. Like it would. No, it would, don't remind me. <laughs> like so, I th- I think it would be too easy on you if they had checkpoints. Yeah, but that's why but, they have the bubble thing. Right. I think that if there was just a a single thing that you could tap to restart the level, that would have gone a long way. Yeah. Even though it's like just two taps. It's too if long. If it was just one tap, I would be a hundred percent less angry. And the and the time limit is way too brutal for me, at least. Yeah. There are points where. I think it's there so you don't abuse the bubble system, but yeah. But then why give me the bubble system? Right. Like you have these two constraints, and they kind of work against each other. Yeah. So I, I'd say it's a flawed game, but it's fun. Yeah. It's really well put together. Did you buy it? No. <laughs> I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't buy it either. I I might I I'll I'll revisit the idea of buying it once I have all all the coins from the first four. I'll take you things. a while. Yeah. So well, first three because the the castle level you only get to play the first twenty seconds of. No, it's unlocked totally. What? Yeah, that was like part of an update, I think. What? Yeah. Because uh, I played it and then I went back and read the news about the update and it was like you can play it now. Oh shit! There's some other thing that's they did, but I didn't. Speak out of context because I didn't know what was going on. Speaking of good updates, they um updated uh Zelda. Yeah. Uh, frame rate. Patch. That's pretty cool. But I don't think it's for the Wii U. I think oh, it's that's like Switch. <laughs> well, I don't know. They just didn't I specify. Exci- I was the- excited about that for a second because I don't know. So like, you know, I've aired my grievances on Zelda. On Zelda, comma the Legend of. Yeah. Colon, Breath of the Wind. Yes. Wild Wind. The Wild Wind. Uh, but like, I'm pretty. I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah. I mean, I've been. I've had a lot of fun with it. The way I've been playing that game is so weird, though, because I've played it mostly on the tablet mm-hmm. with the sound off. I watched all of Iron Fist while playing Zelda, and I would just run around and look for shrines and just climb up stuff and cook, half paying attention to Zelda, half paying attention to Iron Fist. That's that new Marvel Netflix business? Yeah, don't watch it. It's not <laughs> good. Can do. <laughs> it's not good. It took me about eight episodes to be like, this is not a great show, but it's got some redeemable qualities. And then by the end, I was like, this has very few, <laughs> if any, redeemable qualities. I'm very much the kind of person that has to see the entire arc right. before rendering judgment on something. And yeah, that that season of television is not satisfying. I was like, I need to wash my mouth. Like I went and watched both seasons of Daredevil to like <laughs> cleanse my palate. Whereas Daredevil great good show but man iron fist is just bad dialogue plot holes so here's a rule i think this is a good rule to have if you're making media for a western audience that involves martial arts Uh try not to use the term kung fu (laughs) even though kung fu is a respectable discipline of martial arts right that term has been so mutilated in western media yeah there's a line where he's talking to one of his dad's former business associates and he's like hey maybe one night i'll teach you kung fu it sounds so bad (laughs) or he also says if we get back in time we might make it for afternoon kung fu practice it's like you oh like use any sort of say jujitsu, say karate, right. say muay thai, say any other. I know kung fu. 
Yes, exactly. That's how it feels. And it's like, oh, and there's just so much of that, so much of that Orientalism and just there's a fight near the end of the season with this other character. He's like (laughs) his fighting style is like drunk brawling. Right. So he like constantly is inebriated and then he does like all this funny stuff with like the the canteen that he drinks out of and he has it like on a rope. And he was he actually auditioned to play Iron Fist. Uh. But then they went with a white guy, which Yay, yeah, white people. More white people. <laughs> we need that white representation. Let's get Jontron on this episode. <laughs> God. But he's but like the actor like for a performance that only lasted ten minutes was really good. And I was like, man, I would have loved to see a version yeah. of the show with this actor because it probably would have been super interesting. But maybe not, because maybe he still wouldn't have been given good lines to work with or good direction or anything. Yeah. And like the show looks good. It looks as good as the other Marvel shows. It's just, it's it's not there. Yeah, I haven't really felt the need to watch it. I have watched, uh, they put up the second season of Better Call Saul. Oh, I won't watch it. Because the third one is just starting. Oh. Yeah, now's the time. I, Wendy and I really like that first season. Brilliant. I, l- I like Better Call Saul way more than Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. I think it has a much more boring premise and it does much more with it than like Breaking Bad like has a lot of fluff in the second through fourth season. Oh, uh, I wouldn't say a lot of there's, fluff. There's a lot of good stuff in them, but yeah. like pretty much like you can watch the first episode and then like the last three episodes and be like, cool, good story. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I th- I like how Breaking Bad has an overall arc. Like you would obviously tell that right. Who's the creator? Vince Gilligan. Vince Gillian like had a vision. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I need to fill in the footpaths. Right. To complete the arc. But I agree how some of those like the fly episode. Everyone right. talks about that fly episode. Yeah. And when Wendy and I went back to rewatch the entire show, we're like, we're skipping this episode. Right. Like, this is the one episode we do not need to watch. Well, I think it was interesting because like I went back and tried to watch Breaking Bad and like the first couple episodes I was like they've covered like everything I remember. <laughs> and yeah. so like the whole like they I don't know. What what I like about Breaking Bad is that how it 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 arcs, it expands out. Mhm. It fans out nicely. That's true. Like the first season where it's all about them and Tuco as mm-hmm. the main bad, you kind of see it as oh is this going to be the the rivalry they're going to set up for the entire show? Right. And then Tuco dies. You say, oh, there's so much more beyond what they've just showed us. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah. So because the first season is like almost a comedy in a lot of ways. And it gets much more dramatized as it right. goes on. And I can understand how my, how people might not like that. How the dramatization kind of takes over like the jokiness of it. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that was part of that planned arc. Yeah, I really enjoyed the whole series, but I just feel like I don't I don't have a desire to watch season two, three, maybe like a couple episodes here and there. Mm-hmm. But like Better Call Saul, like w- like my girlfriend hadn't seen it. So we went watch season one on Netflix and the whole time I'm just like, God, it's great. It's a good show. Season two came out and I'm just like, got to watch every one. She skipped one of my favorite ones, and I was like, "I'm gonna watch this when you're not leaving." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm excited to crack into it. Every time that list comes up, 
a Verge and Polygon now, I think, as well, publish a list of like, here's everything coming and going on Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go and right. Amazon this month. I'm like, all right, what what do I need to watch <laughs> this month that's going to leave? Oh, shit, Princess Bride. When he's never seen Princess Bride, we got to watch Princess Bride. Oh, <laughs> fuck. All eight seasons of House are getting taken down Netflix tomorrow. <laughs> I'm only on season two. <laughs> I need to watch all of it tonight. Yeah, when Netflix was, when the streaming was kind of new, I was like way into Stargate, right? I had 10 seasons of Stargate SG-1 on DVD. Five seasons of Stargate Atlantis DVD. Two seasons of Stargate Universe on DVD. And then they got all the Stargate SG-1, all the Stargate Atlantis. So I was like, this is cool. And then I went and sold all my Stargate oh, DVDs. No. And then like immediately after that, they were like, yeah, it's, they're gone. <laughs> Poof, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, the licensing thing. Yeah. With Netflix. That was, and, that was a lesson that I learned real hard, real quick. It's just, it's going to exist forever. Yeah. I like how YouTube now does rentals. I watched Dr. Strange the other night on YouTube, just rentals. Huh. I was like, oh, this is sweet. And like, he uses the YouTube player and the YouTube web player is <laughs> awesome. This is great. I've never done that. I got YouTube Red though. Ooh. Because I got like some kind of like deal on a four free months of google music or something and they're the same and it comes thing. with google or, or youtube red yeah cool it's all right <laughs> you just don't have to wade through all the pre-roll yeah um they got real aggressive with their pre-roll ads they really did when youtube red came about like two minute ads two minute unskippable ads for a one minute video <laughs> <laughs> have you seen bojack horseman no there's a really good bit where an episode starts with like this family in their house and this narrator's talking and then like halfway through it you realize it's actually an advertisement for some product <laughs> but it's like this really meaningful like heart-wrenching ad and then the skip ad button pops up over it and then it pans out and it's bojack watching it on his ipad and he's like well i'm not gonna skip now i'm invested it's like, <laughs> it appears like 45 seconds into the ad I've heard that I had need to watch that show. It's funny. I think you would like it. I, think I tried it. once and I didn't think it was that funny. And then other people have been like, don't think of it as a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's got a lot of funny parts, but like it's like a noir show or something. It's very nihilist. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll give that a shot this week. I recommend it. William. What's up? I have news. What's the news? The news is that tomorrow is April Fool's Day. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared. Get down in my bunker. <laughs> Have one of those giant wheels, valves, and you just spin it. And a blast door comes up, and you just hop down into it. You surrounded by cans of beans. Wouldn't it be great, though, if like Donald Trump was just like, April Fool's, y'all. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Say hello to President Pence. No, <laughs> the pensident. No women in the White House. <laughs> no, I have I have real news. Shit, this first news item is kind of relevant to the jokes you were just making. <laughs> Palmer Lucky's out of Facebook. Damn, he's gone. He gone. What's he gonna do now? Fuck, I don't know. Make a new VR headset. He's gonna just take his millions of dollars and. Buy a house in Ashland and put a big yellow sign up with 
crappy letters. It's like, no, Obama, t- all t- my taxes are <laughs> end of an era. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's gonna go. He's gonna go be roomies with Notch. Ah, in Hollywood, and just troll people on Twitter all day. I don't know if Notch would be cool with that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gone. I don't know. I don't know if it was amicable that when he left Facebook. I don't know if it was like, yeah, I should go. You know, yeah, yeah. Zuck, <laughs> right. Zuck. I, I, no, would, no, I should go. Like, people were like, why is this dude in Facebook? And then Zuckerberg, was that him that people were talking about? Like, this sucks. Facebook sucks. And then, like, um, Zuckerberg was like, I think it's important to have a diverse. No, I was Peter Thiel. Okay. He was talking about because he was talking about the board. Right, right. He's like, it's important to have diverse <laughs> ideological views. And it's like, your board is like 90% white. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, he, yeah. So, obviously, this is probably due to him bankrolling alt-right campaigns. Yeah. When was that? That was last, last year. It was last year, but was it? It was late last summer or early fall. Because I remember the guys were back. From their internships. In town. So, yep. The guys are back in town. The guys are back. <laughs> so Can't it was, sue us for that one. <laughs> See, so obviously parody law. <laughs> so it was, it was around that time. It had to be early. It was probably like late August, early September. Yeah. And then they kind of like a bunch of Facebook PR suits just grabbed them from the stage and then just threw them in a. In a suitcase and walked off with him. <laughs> Never to be spoken again. Game of gag order. Now he's gone. That's, that's from a certain perspective, that stinks. It stinks because the guy's younger than me. And he didn't know what he was doing, I think, a little bit. He yeah. probably didn't know the stakes right. of the game he was playing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, you reap what you sow. Palmer Lucky, we hardly knew he. Yeah, the the phrase Lucky Palmer Lucky from last episode is very prescient right now. <laughs> no opinion on that? I don't know. I don't really like Facebook. I wish that my mom wasn't on Facebook. My mom. So that I could just, yeah, leave because right now if I'm like, I'm sick of Facebook, I'm going to quit Facebook, my mom's just like, no, no. <laughs> Give me a reason to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Destiny Two. Oh yeah. Opinions. I don't. It's coming to PC. Oh, is it free or something? No, you you'll pay for it. Is it? You lose all your stuff from Destiny One, <laughs> and you'll pay for it. Am I selling you on this? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. Do they ever come out with World of Warcraft 2? No. Because they didn't fuck that up. (laughs) I've played all of 30 minutes of Destiny. Yeah, I've never been really that interested. I I do think that like... um, So it's like ex-Bungie devs. Is it Bungie? No, it is Bungie. Right. Yeah. So Bungie bought themselves back for Microsoft because it used to be owned by Microsoft. Right. And then they became independent again. And then they entered a publishing deal a 10-year publishing deal with Activision for Destiny. Wow. 
And then Destiny's supposed to be kind of this FPS MMO hybrid yeah. thing. I mean, I guess that makes sense for him. For him to have a sequel? I guess. I don't know. Well, it's kind of to wipe the slate clean because Destiny right. had a pretty rocky existence. Yeah. And... Well, I remember a lot of people... It was one of those things where, like, everybody was complaining about it, but everybody was playing it. Yeah, I remember that, too. So, I don't know. Well, I did I th- like the visual design a lot better than, like, Halo. And and I think it was still a very solid first-person shooter. Right. I think all the surrounding trappings mm-hmm. just weren't good enough. Yeah. There was no story on the outset. Right. Pure Dinklage's performance... That wizard came from the moon, et cetera, et cetera. And I think they just kind of want to burn it all down, literally, because like the premise is that the last city on earth has been destroyed by the the evil, the void cabal beings. The, I don't know. The darkness. Huh. Good so for I, the darkness. Good for the <laughs> Chalk one up for the darkness. <laughs> so... I remember November. Do you remember the 5th <laughs> yeah. of November? Yeah, I remember. I remember. The 5th, 5th of November. Uh, All right. How about Mass Effect Andromeda? How about it? Have you touched it? I haven't. Like, it doesn't look appealing to me. And, like, that's not saying, like, the, like, goofy walk cycles or whatever. Like The crab walk? Yeah, I expect that in my AAA games. <laughs> I look forward to it. But, like, the... I think I was I was I was intrigued by Mass Effect One just because it was like a a big sci-fi thing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Cool, that's the kind of game I like people to make." Uh, I never played it, and then Mass Effect Two came out, and I was like, "This looks gorgeous!" Like, I played like a demo or something, and that first did you ever play it? Yeah, I've played all three. So like that first thing where you're in the ship and it blows up. Yeah. And you walking around in the ship and then there's that like you walk into a part that's just been like blown up and there's yeah. this like and all the planet sound blows out. Yeah. God, that was a beautiful game. Yeah. And I think Andromeda looks beautiful. Like visually, I think it looks stunning. Mm-hmm. It's just it doesn't look as it doesn't look as pretty to me as two did. Really? Yeah. It didn't look as like like one looked really good. But there was just kind of like a blandness about it. Mm-hmm. And like maybe Andromeda looks as good as 2, but I just, now that I've played 2, it got to wow me. Got to keep up. Yeah. Go on by step where. it up. Step it up. And like 3 never interested me. Like the, the look of 3 never got me like 2 did. Hmm. Were you big into the collectors, the collector design? In their ship design, uh, it it felt like the the first game was very gray, you know, like every like the outfits were gray, stuff kind of felt muted, and two felt like extremely vibrant, and then three kind of felt like Apple, like clean surfaces, sleek, and, yeah. And I think that's what Andromeda is doing for me too. So that sleekness, yeah. Apple Care like Plus. Two felt like down and dirty sometimes. That film grain. Super sleek sometimes, but also like super alien sometimes. So the variation. Yeah. You liked in it. I think that's probably what drew me to it. I like that classic three planet setup in Mass Effect 1. 
when you kind of break out like the intro area, mm-hmm. so you have the intro planet and then go back to the Citadel. And once you kind of solve the mystery of the Citadel, then it's at, tasks you with going to these three planets and you can tackle them in whatever order. And they're all discreetly different. One's a snow planet. That's pretty cool. One's kind of a jungle planet. One's, I forget what the other one is. I think one's just kind of like a lush, vibrant planet. And that was always cool. This, this kind of almost like uh, Breaking Bad again. This kind of unfolding right. of, of the scale and the scope in yeah. a very elegant way. Yeah. All right, I'm going to read this headline to you because I saw this article today and it kind of pissed me off. It's official. <laughs> Too many video games really can make you stop looking for work and move in with your parents. <laughs> this is an article at Inc.com, Inc. Magazine, which is like an entrepreneurial-focused magazine, uh-huh. which I follow a lot on like Flipboard mm-hmm. because I'm interested in entrepreneurship news. And I got to say... I've it's kinda, official. I've kind of <laughs> not been... It's official. <laughs> I haven't been feeling ink or entrepreneur websites in a while yeah. because most entrepreneurial news articles boil down to here's five things you need <laughs> right. to start your own business. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, guys, enough with the same listicles. Yes. Yes. MVP. MVP is very important. Yes. <laughs> I've read the lean startup too. Thank you very much. But the study shows too many young men choose ga- young men right. specifically. Already. Yeah. Choose gaming over trying to have a life. Nice. Uh it's official. <laughs> it's official. And it this article doesn't this article goes nowhere. So basically the premise is that between 2000 and 2015 employment rates for 21 to 55 year old men without a college degree fell from 84% to 77%. Uh, persistent decline that is going on before the Great Recession and has reversed itself during the recent recovery years. A drop off in unskilled male employment largely has to do with the rise of automation and manufacturing. Which at this point, I'm like, okay, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Thus, large numbers of men are spending less time or no time working. Uh, in fact, more than one fifth of 21 to 30-year-old men without a college degree haven't worked in at least a year. And at that point, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, 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 feeling, I'm feeling what you're saying. And then it takes the turn of, with no jobs, few job prospects, and not much pressing need to find work, these young men are free to spend as much time as they want on video games. And they do. On average, they reported spending two hours a day gaming. Core reported spending three hours a day on games, and 10% said they play video games six hours a day. It is exactly the life his 12-year-old would find ideal. And so so there's there's a point to this article. Like there's an important thing. It's like, hey, you you're in like your peak years of being a a contributor to the workforce. Right. And you know, it's important and like look at this problem unskilled labor like the article should be about how do we tackle unskilled labor right right not look at video games dang oh it's official it's video st- games suck <laughs> it's official video games are sapping our nation's <laughs> workforce and i just don't understand and if you yourself are spending hours a day playing games instead of working say goodbye to your online friends put down the controller and go outside for some fresh air at least for a little while Consider looking for a job or getting some training in new skills. 
10 years from now, you may be glad you did. <laughs> and I just... It's official. It's official. Going outside and smelling fresh air has declined this nation's economy. Too many young men ages 13 to 78 are spending way too much time smelling fresh air. Young men aged 0 to 110 (laughs) spend too much time living. It's official. Draining our nation's resources. Chocolate's good for you. It's just... it reads like someone who's out of touch, and not just out of touch, but also antagonistic towards video games. Right. And I don't understand why. And, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to disregard any sort of correlation between people playing games and maybe, like, feeling less Well, I mean, it's motivated. also, it's like the violence with video games thing. Right. Like, anybody with, like, an ounce of sense will be like, you know, it, it makes sense that these kind of video games might exacerbate violent tendencies. But like, they don't they, create they're not them. the problem. <laughs> right, right. It might be like a symptom of some larger issue, but why? Why is it's a correlation, not causation kind yeah. of thing? And it's weird seeing people disregard things that I care about. Yeah. So, like, I was at work the other day, and we got on the topic of let's players. Right. And people were like, "I don't understand this." They would either say, this isn't for me, or this looks dumb, or my kid watches it, and I don't understand why my my kid watches it. It's just some person shouting at playing a video game, at which point I go, if the person there watches is PewDiePie or JonTron, I would ask you to, to turn that off for them, just to save yourself some heartbreak later on down the line. But there's this disregard to things alien to people right and i mean we do i'm sure we do it too about oh, yeah. things we don't all understand sports fans are like complete weirdos to me oh yeah freaks so bizarre but i just i don't know people watch murder porn i mean it's i think i think where are you going with this well people are weird dylan people are weird but it's weird kind of insulting or disregarding other people's passions yeah just out of habit right just because you don't like it because maybe that wasn't the era you were born in or maybe that's just not something that interests you yeah which is fine but that article reads like someone with an agenda right and that they want to prove that it's official even if they don't know it they have some kind of like confirmation bias where they're just like exactly Aha. exactly here's here it is i told you those <laughs> Those digital gamamajigs. And now it's official. Corrupting our ute officially. And like, what does that, what does that do? Like, cause anyone that reads that that's in the games isn't going to like, isn't going to respect you. Right. And people that are purposefully disliking games, like you said, it's just going to be a confirmation bias. Yeah. So what is that? There's no intellectualism there it feels like right even though if you're citing a study like studies have been wrong we prove that like the the media's and the 24-hour news cycle's obsession with publishing the newest study yeah. even though that's not how studies work right like early studies need to be peer-reviewed <laughs> and then they need to be repeated mm-hmm. for confirmation <sighs> i don't understand I think it's, it's one of those things like everything has to divide us as a 
people. Lightning rods. Right. Bringing it back. Yeah. Back to Zelda. Back to Zelda. It's official. Zelda is causing unemployment. It's true. Well, so like, I don't know. What's been really fascinating to me is the hyperbole around Zelda. Like, we can step back and we can see that this is a great game. It might have some flaws. And that's okay. But like, everybody, myself included, is like, this is the best game ever, or this game is garbage. <laughs> I don't know. I felt. I mean, maybe I haven't been paying as much attention to it, but I feel like the the conversations around Zelda have been rather civil. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, for the most part, yeah. But I do see people that are, feel like their opinions aren't being listened to because the the majority, the vocal, or the majority or the vocal minority. I'm not sure which it is, but right. there's a vocal subset that thinks this is the best game ever made and a lot of outlets agree right which is why you see people freak out when uh jim sterling yeah gave it its review and then that dropped the metacritic score by like a point right and now it's not a 98 anymore which is goofy too because like zelda doesn't need a metacritic score like no it's there's no it would sell fine yeah that is a complete like and it's launch title yeah so yeah that that get, that makes me kind of it's just we like but yeah just everything is just everybody's divided and like there's no there's no coming together but i would rather see like conversations that may or may not divide us within the industry than see these ones as like some from someone from the outside being like, well, you're all stupid because you're all playing these toys. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's like, well, okay. Thank you for disregarding <laughs> everything. Like, what do you do? Oh, you golf? Right. Well, I don't like golf. It's official. It's official. Golf sucks. <laughs> it's official. I don't know. Studies have shown. Studies have shown. Dum dums that play golf are stinkers. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Ink's not a good news outlet. <laughs> it's official. By the way, if you golf, I'm cool with that. Also, Inc., if you want to um, show Ward Games the top 500 newest startups, I'd be okay with that. So, <laughs> please disregard <laughs> previous 20 minutes. In fact, I love putt-putt. That's golf. Yeah. It's, it's a club and a ball. What else do you need? <laughs> Baseball? It's, that's, that's golf. T-ball? Golf. 100% golf. It's official. It's official. It's official. <laughs> Hey guys, have you figured out what the episode title is going to be yet? Because I'll give you a hint. It's official. Grown men aged 37 to 128 playing t-ball have ruined golf. It's because of Caddyshack. Ruined everything. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Is that Happy Gilmore in the golf one? Or yes. Is, okay. Not Billy Madison. <laughs> Billy Madison was really stupid. Today, Junior. Yeah. What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? The Do Over. fucking. Um. This might make you mad. All right. Can I say click? Is it really? Maybe Eight Crazy Nights. I've never seen either of them. Clicks all right. People say clicks garbage, but clicks, if you turn your brain off, yeah, clicks okay. Funny people. 
I haven't seen Funny People. It was pretty good. Yeah. I, guess. I like Jed Apatow movies. Yeah. He's dying, right? That's the thing. He's got cancer. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot better at consuming media than I am. I try. <laughs> gotta run. I gotta write the ship, Will. <laughs> I think it's like about Seth Rogen and Adam Sandler like getting married or something. I don't know. Adam Sandler. I now pronounce you Seth and Larry. (laughs) Adam Sandler fucks Judd Apatow's wife at one point or something. All right. Last news story. All right. You ready for this? I don't know. After that bombshell. (laughs) It's official. (laughs) Just start it off with it's official. (laughs) It's official. Mad Cats is shutting down. (laughs) oh no (laughs) you know why because the rock band tanked because all those mad cats people just don't do their job and play video games that's right (laughs) just play we gotta test these controllers (laughs) these fight sticks aren't gonna test themselves quality assurance and then just some big wig comes in and goes it's official this is over (laughs) it's official i'm cashing out He chomps on a cigar and then pulls a ripcord and his golden parachute deploys and he flies out the window. <laughs> yeah, so they're filing for chapter 7, mm. not 11. So when you file for chapter 11... They haven't gotten to chapter 11 yet. Well, chapter 11 is better because chapter 11 means you're like trying to stay in the fight right. and like trying to recover. Chapter 7 is just like, we're burning this thing to the <laughs> ground. So chapter 7 leads to a liquidation yeah. of all the assets that they then use to pay their debts. And then whatever's left over, um, which there won't be, then goes to whomever. I guess salaries or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happens in that in that lineage. Probably executive bonuses. Yeah. If we want to look at the cynical outlook <laughs> on it. But yeah, who's left in the shitty third party peripheral game? Logitech? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'm hyped on third-party stuff right now because I got that Xbox, right? Oh, yeah? And I was like, I want to mod this Xbox. So I looked up, and it was like, if you want to mod the Xbox, you got to get an action replay thing. Uh And that lets you back up saves on your computer and stuff. And so I was like, hmm, let's take a trip down to uh, Bits and Picks. The Bitty Picks. Yeah, see if they got this stuff. So I go down there, and they're like, no, we don't have it. Uh, and I was just like, oh, Damn it. dang it. And so I was looking through their like dollar bin of like junk. And I saw a USB cable for the Xbox. Okay. And I was like, I bet this. I bet that's all that is. It's just like a uh, like some dumb yeah, USB thing. Side loading data through the controller port. Right. So doing grab that. Boom. Got me a modded Xbox. Kaboom. Doesn't do anything. But are you going to do some code injection and play Super Mario World? I'm thinking your about Xbox. It. I I need like a 500 foot Ethernet cable. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those. I had like a 10 footer that wrapped around my entire bedroom to connect the router to the Xbox. I bet Mad Cats has one. Probably. Should be like, I'll give you five bucks if you're listening. Mad Cats, the company, <laughs> the one, the one man that is now <laughs> Mad Cats. Yeah. The man formerly known as Mad Cats. <laughs> the, you know, I'm trying to be sadder than I actually am. Like it yeah. stinks from a certain perspective because you don't want people to lose their jobs. You don't want a historically pivotal part of this. And well, maybe not pivotal, but a historically like beneficial part 
to right. this industry be gone. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I hated third party yeah. console controllers. Every time I've seen any third party, not just Mad Cats, but those candy button bullshit controllers, I'm just like, why? Why? Oh, I know why. Because Xbox One controller is like $80. That's, <laughs> That's why. True. That's true. But apparently their fight sticks were really good. Yeah. The fight sticks they were manufacturing. They were doing all the proprietary rock band instrument controllers, mm. which I don't know where that's for the eight people right now that want to buy rock band. I don't know where they're going to get their controller solution from. Someone's probably going to buy that business from Candy them. buttons. Logitech. Logitech. Oh, I'd buy a Logitech guitar. They're going to make it all fancy and it's going to have like a shitty little like eight inch LCD on it and then you can <laughs> pair it to your hue light bulb or something. It's like, it, oh, when I hit the blue key, the light bulb turns blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Count me in. No, you can still buy uh, in- rock band instruments from Madcast, but it's just the keyboard. Uh, it's just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I want everybody to lose their job. Just everybody. Oh, okay. Is that your form of a utopia? Yeah. Everybody just do whatever you want. Start anew. Yeah. So to well, if I lose my job, all I'm going to do is write shitty ink magazine articles. <laughs> and they all start with, my column is called, It's Official. <laughs> it's official. I lost my job. <laughs> it's official. Mad Cats is. Yeah. I hope all the people that have lost their jobs in this. Go on to do whatever they want. Don't play and video games. They're wildest dreams. Because you play video games, you're just going to be stuck No, move back home. Play some video games. <laughs> are, you between the, are you a young male between the ages of 20 <laughs> and 55? Then may I recommend you get one of your Mad Cats controllers that you probably stole <laughs> from the premises when you left. When you cleared out your office. What kind of fire sale do you think Mad Cats has? One with literal fire. <laughs> Just a, just a just a barrel fire. You get to come in and pay them money to set Mad Cat's controllers on fire. All right. All right. Do you think they have like old like PS1 controllers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like like see-through PS1 Ooh. controllers. Ooh. They have like LEDs in them. And like the weird looking shapes, like the X is like all disconnected and has arrows all around it and stuff. <laughs> It's like some bastard hybridized Xbox PlayStation <laughs> controller. So it's like X slash A. Yeah, and it's like shaped like a samurai helmet. <laughs> it's like they actually manufactured the PS3 Batarang controller. <laughs> and no one bought them because they were like air conditioned foam handles. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I would actually buy that. That was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. They're shitty, shitty wireless ones with the big bulky dongle. Oh God, that's what my Xbox, my new, my new old Xbox came with. It's a third-party wireless controller. Wendy has one. I immediately threw it away. <laughs> I went to I went to Bits and Pixels and I was like, I have store credit. I'm getting a controller. Did you get a Duke? No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Need the Duke man with like the oblong shaped oh my God. face buttons. It was like it was like the older brother of the Dreamcast controller. Except there was no like 
Tamagotchi. I know. You slid, slid into it. Where is that gone? <laughs> what if the Switch had like another thing that came out of the Switch that was like another handheld <laughs> Like thing? a keychain? It's like a Pokey Walker built into the Switch. <laughs> Here's a better question. What? Why doesn't the Switch have Street Pass? It doesn't? No. No Whoops. Street Pass. No eShop music. No nothing. Nintendo. Bet Mad Cats Get was... Get it together. Mad Cats was probably working on a hot right. Joy-Con. Third-party Joy-Con. <laughs> See-through LEDs. It probably like had crazy rumble. Uh, you know there was one person at Mad Cats that just has like a notebook full of cool Joy-Con ideas. Oh, yeah. And he was just like, I'll have to take my work elsewhere. They probably have like some woodworker to make like <laughs> the like the, the dummy controllers just to test how they feel God, i would love to have some of those and he's just probably just still in there just shaving wood <laughs> just he has just a huge like wood shop and he's just like silently meditatively like shaving wood off of a giant block and like the executive walk in they're like should we should we, should we tell him it's like no don't just let him work he's working on the perfect controller <laughs> it's taken him his whole life <laughs> Oh, they lock him in so he starves <laughs> to death and then like the, the controller's lost and the designs are gone. Spiders eat away at his corpse. Because apparently all the spiders on Earth can eat all the humans on Earth right. in a year. <laughs> yeah. If they came together. Uh, at least around Mad Cat's headquarters. It's official. It's official. <laughs> Mad Cat's headquarters has become... by killer spiders. <laughs> killer human-eating spiders. Where are we, Will? I don't know anymore. My mind's in VR mission mode. VR mission mode? Just peeking around corners. Just like... The Terminator. Yeah. Sarah Kana. <laughs> well, I'm out of topics. Yeah, those, some, those are some pretty hot topics. Hot topics. Have you seen Get Out? Is that that movie? Yeah. No. You should watch it. Yeah. That's good. I read the synopsis. That's my recommendation for you. Because everyone was freaking out about it. And I was like, I need to know. I need to know about Miss Kitty Cat. I wonder how much of the plot it gave way to you. Because it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty neat. Oh, I read. No, I mean, like, I read the Wikipedia article. Yeah. So, like, I read the whole the whole thing. I know. I ruined it for I myself. Mean, I'm not usually the kind of person that's like, you told me the secret about the new star wars you've ruined it for me Snape like, kills dumbledore <laughs> yeah like i don't think that really is i don't think spoilers are really that much of a thing i think they are to a tiny degree but not the way we it's official it's official spoilers are everything spoilers are everything but for get out like i was i just knew that it was like he's gonna make fun of like well-meaning liberal racism uh-huh and that's like all i knew about it and that it was gonna get spooky and I went into it, saw the movie, and I was just like, this is brilliant. I heard it's really good. Peel, right? Yep. Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. JP. JP. R.I.P. JP. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's doing all right. He's doing great, I imagine. Fine. He's fine. You know what? So I'm not a big horror movie person. Me neither. But I kind of want to go see the new It movie. I didn't know that It was a thing. Yeah. They just released the first trailer for it. It looks really good. That's the clown one, right? Yeah. Tim Curry played the clown. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original one was a miniseries, and this is a movie. 
Apparently, it's going to be two movies. Because, like, in the show, there's, like, a part where, like, the group of people that are trying to find them are kids. And then they grow up and they come back to the town. But, yeah. I didn't look, know it was a show. Yeah. <laughs> it was also a book. It's a Stephen King book. What? <laughs> official you know what you should do the it podcast uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh and then a spooky clown came in the room and ate my face off wait so am i doing like cereal yeah but for for it yeah can i call it this is it no <laughs> this is it colon award games podcast it's official it's this official. is it this is it. But yeah, I kind of want to see that because it, it looks, it actually looks good. Like it doesn't look super scary. Like it looks yeah. freaky and psychological, but most scary movies, I'm like, uh-uh. Like it follows, uh-uh. 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 Like, what do you mean, uh-uh? Like can't watch like super. Too spooky or like? Yeah, too, too uh, spooky. Too spooky. See, I'm one of those dudes that like, oh, it's not going to scare me. And I haven't been scared of like a scary movie since I was a kid. Uh-huh. And so I just went into it like, oh, this will be a good movie. Like, I got the heebie-jeebies. Uh-huh. Forget it out. It Follows kind of gave me a little bit of heebie-jeebies, but not that much. I think the last quote-unquote horror movie I watched was Saw, if you can count that as horror. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I watched that. I watched that in like eighth grade. <laughs> Explains so much. Do you get like super scared? Like, do you like? Yes. Get, jump out of your seat scared? Or uh, like? No, I just get like kind of frozen. Yeah. Like the other night, uh, Wendy wasn't here. It was last weekend. Wendy wasn't here. So I was sitting by myself. <laughs> Albus, our cat, knocked a tissue box onto my head because uh-huh. there's a tissue box that, li- that sits on the mantle above our bed uh-huh. i was like thank god you hit the tissue box and not the glass of water and knocked my teeth out <laughs> but so this tissue box falls on my head i'm like jolted awake from being hit in the head from cardboard and i sit up and because like i just woke up i look into the hallway here and i could have sworn i saw like someone standing in the hallway and so i'm just sitting there in bed for like a good 10 minutes yeah and then like i work up the the courage to get up, start slowly turning on the lights. I grabbed one of the mic stands <laughs> as a impromptu bludgeoning weapon. Right. I was like, all right, well, this is where I make my final stand. <laughs> it's official. This is where I die. <laughs> and there's no one in here. But I get that. I've had night terrors before. Yeah. Which is where you have sleep paralysis Ooh. and you hallucinate. Ooh. Um, See, I, I'm, I'm so... I want to be scared so bad that when people talk about night terrors, I'm like, oh, how do I get those? I don't know. I've only had it like once or twice in my life. One time I had sleep paralysis and I just hallucinated I was sleeping in bed with someone else. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but that was a whole thing. I was just kind of like, what? How? What? <laughs> but it wasn't anything scary. I was just confused. Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not good at I'm not good at horror. I'm not good at gore. None of that stuff. It's just, I'm very emotional. Yeah. Uh, faint of heart person. Sam has been convincing me to play stalker. Uh, and I've played it 
once. I can't remember which one. It was one of them. I got it on a Steam sale or something. Right. And that game, like, Does it get scary? spooked me the hell out. Games scare me like crazy. See, I can handle horror and games. Like, I can play the first, well, I can play most of the first Dead Space. Mm-hmm. But the point where, like, you're being chased around the space station by the invincible monster. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's just in fun. <laughs> Uh, I own Amnesia. I'm never going to play it. I played like five minutes of it and I was just like in my chair like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm never going to play Soma even though it fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you don't have any part of you that wants to push through that? No. Huh. Only to like for the story stuff. Right. But that stuff I just looked up. Like there's a really good um, interaction in Soma. Yeah, that I really liked. And for some reason, one night I watched like Patrick Klepek play Five Nights at Freddy's, like the first one, at night, like by myself <laughs> in the dark. And I was kind of like, "Why the fuck did I do this?" Because then I was just terrified of animatronics for a good two weeks. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing with me is I just have a morbid curiosity. Yeah, it it, it it's there. For sure, but it's not strong You just enough. get to that note point, and you're like, yeah. not coming back. It's just, I don't need... Like I said, I have a very overactive imagination. Mm. Like, I can't... I don't like it when people describe gory things to me. Right. Because then my mind just races. And I think it's partially from being a creative person. Right. Because I'm constantly kind of, like, thinking of yeah. stuff like that. Or not, not of gore, but of, like... I'm thinking just, your mind is a hellscape <laughs> at all times. It's just a Hieronymus Bosch painting. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's like I, I I'm constantly thinking visually mm-hmm. and I'm very bad if, if someone says something, I will capture it and it kind of just spins in there. Yeah. So I can't listen to someone's like, yeah, and then I cut myself real bad and then I bled all Toenail over the place. Bent backwards and yeah. I can't do that. I guess I guess you have a higher tolerance for that than I do. Yeah. Well, must be nice. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably makes it easier to do things. <laughs> yeah, it makes it more fun to like go after that kind of thing, I guess. Are you big into like thrills like heights or roller coasters and stuff? Sort of. I like heights. It they really do like creep me out and like I tense up and stuff and like I couldn't do any of that uh Who's the guy that's not Chris Angel? The guy that like walks high on high stuff and holds his breath for twenty days or whatever. Um, I'll just say well, Chris Angel. Well, you said Chris Angel, so all I could think in my head was mind free. <laughs> the, the guy that's like a magician, but he's more just like a dude that does weird stuff. I don't know, but it's not David Copperfield. No, I don't know. I'm out. I'm out of ideas. That's another dude with like a goatee. Okay. But anyway, he'll like climb on tall stuff and like walk across stuff and be like, I don't care. Hmm. Can't do that. I, it would be fun, but I'd also be freaking out. Yeah, I can't. I can't do heights. I couldn't do, I couldn't swing on this tire swing that Nick had at his house. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick Nundahl. Joe was trying to get me swing on it, but it was, I had to walk up like 10 <laughs> feet into the air and then right. swing on it. And I was like, nope, I'm sorry. I can't can't do this yeah i just because my brain my brain is already planning the arc of this swing and how high i'm going to be and i just i can't 
the last no two apartments ago we had a we had roof access we quote we had roof mm-hmm. access quote unquote and so we would just go through it and it, it was like a row house um on broad uh-huh. next to where max's is that restaurant if you okay. know who that is yeah and you just sit up there but like there was no there was no railing to All the right. to the edge and i was just i would i would freak <laughs> out i just I, I can't i can't do it as a it's it's just my overactive imagination combined with like the vertigo i feel yeah. like you know my senses my sense of equilibrium is what is, floor do you work on i work on the eighth floor <laughs> yeah which, which is fine because it's all interior yeah. like i can go to the window in a building okay and be fine have you been to the observation deck at city hall no wendy wants me to yeah, go, go. and very, i've never tried very it. romantic we yeah um she's trying to get me to go for years it's just we've just never done it. it's not like i was trying to avoid it but they do those things they have those like glass boxes yeah that you walk into that are like on the edges of buildings yeah and i feel like that would be good like immersion therapy yeah i really want to do that but at the same time i don't think i could do that i bet you could i have faith in you it's official <laughs> i can't <laughs> All right, William. All right, Dylan. Is there anything else? I don't think so. Let's dock it. I don't think so. We kicked out Lucky Palmer. Yep. We destroyed Mad Cats. We eviscerated this ink article. Yeah. I think that's all she wrote. Right. Yeah. That's about it. Any Dark Souls updates? I really I haven't I haven't been doing it because my PC's at my mom's house. And I'm usually at my girlfriend's house. Ah. So PC stuff. I really want to play Nier. What's, I hear the, what's, the, what's the word podcast pronunciation of automata? Automata. Automata. Because it's being a computer science major, it's finite automata, not right. automata. Right. Okay. Just Whenever someone's because it's automaton. Right. Automaton automata. I'm with you. When people Get say it automata, yeah. I'm like, you have Patrick n- Klepek calling you out. No kidding. <laughs> no, 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 none of the shit talking. <laughs> Who else can I shit talk? No. We are we are a no name podcast. We can't we can't shit talk other people and be like, hey, come on our podcast. It's like, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> that time I happened to tune in and you shit blasted me for two hours it's official i'm never coming on your podcast (laughs) oh if somebody said that though you'd be like at least they listened (laughs) i'm in your brain now i'm in your mind i'm so psyched to play that game i want to play it i didn't know it was a platinum game and now that i know it's a platinum game i didn't know it was a platinum game yep damn yep because i thought it was like another dark souls like like neo but then it's like nope it's a platinum game yeah sweet yeah, so I don't know. As soon as I get my PC all hooked up again, probably do that. Probably get me into some Dark Souls business again. Dark Souls. Would you like? Would you? Would you like access to a certain Steam library through family sharing? <laughs> uh, not right now. No. Got got a lot of games on there that I haven't even touched. Yeah, I have like four hundred games in my library. You want to play Doom or? Antichamber or all of the Telltale games that I bought that one time. Yeah, maybe. Or Day of the Tentacle that I've like bought three times over. 
Or they've just straight up given to me. Yeah, I really, I, I'm, I've been itching to get back into Dark Souls. I've never done like a new game plus seven run. <laughs> Want to play it seven times? Uh huh. It's crazy. Like it's crazy too. Since I've given myself all these challenges playing it from the past like couple years, just playing it straight, I feel like is going to be like super liberating. I look forward to it. Oh, news from the front, from the Dark Souls front. It's official. It's official. Dark Souls sucks. <laughs> Dark Souls it's official. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thank you. Official. <laughs> <laughs>